Meet Gail. Her thing is being a supermom. And supermom has a lot on her supersized plate. <laughs> Ain't that the truth. But at Walmart Pharmacy, supermom recently got her whole family updated on all their vaccines. We knocked it out during a grocery run. No appointment. That's Next Level Supermom. From pneumonia to shingles, HPV, and more, get no-cost vaccinations from an expert pharmacist where you already shop. Welcome to an easier pharmacy. Welcome to your Walmart. $0 copay with most insurances. State age and health restrictions may apply. When I found out I was going to be a parent, I immediately felt a lot of anxiety and worry. So I went on to BetterHelp to try to look for a therapist to help me with that. My relationship with my family and with my boyfriend and with myself were suffering. I really needed help. I was ruminating a lot. Really getting those thoughts out to a therapist and getting feedback was just life-changing. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Longest Shortest Time is brought to you by Invite. Your genes can tell you if you're 12% French or 6% Italian. They can also tell you a lot about your future health. When you take an Invite genetic test, they search for meaningful health information, like whether you're at an increased risk for inherited cancer or heart disease. Based on your results, you may be able to take steps to potentially lower that risk. Learn more by visiting Invite.com. That's I-N-V-I-T-A-E. Dot com. When your baby is born, you think of them as these perfect little things. I mean, in between all the crying and the trouble breastfeeding and all that, you do. You think of them as perfect. It sounds trite, but, but it's true. I mean, I, I remember being in the hospital a couple days after my daughter Sasha was born, and um, she was in the NICU, had leads all over her body because of a, a breathing issue. Um, but none of that mattered when um, I held her inside my hospital gown, skin to skin, her little warm chest against my body, her little hair. She had a lot of hair, her, her little hair resting against my shoulder, and her little ears that looked like seashells. And I remember whispering in her ear, you're my baby. And, and the word baby feeling like um, it was the first time I had ever said that word in my life. Like it just felt so new and, and her body just seemed perfect. But then, you know, things happen to little baby bodies. They scratch their faces with their pointy little nails. They, they fall down, they get scrapes and bruises. And, you know, suddenly they're not quite so perfect anymore. This is the Longest Shortest Time Podcast. I'm Hilary Frank. It's been a while since our last episode, and um, if you've been following my blog, you know that's because Sasha broke her leg. She was on my lap going down a slide, and her foot got caught and kind of twisted, and I'm pretty sure I heard the snap. Um, So I managed to get her to the emergency room, and of course, we're both crying the entire way there. Um, And... You know, I didn't so much feel guilty um, about the fact that she was on my lap when it happened, but um, the thing that the thing that just really freaked me out was the idea that my perfect little baby's perfect little baby leg wasn't perfect anymore. I mean, a, a piece of my baby broke. Her mind seemed all messed up, too. You know, there were 
these sleepless nights. And if you read the blog, you know um, nobody in our house slept for about a month. Um, she wouldn't nap. She wouldn't sleep at night. She she would just stand in her crib screaming with terror, just screaming, Mommy, hold you. 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 And no amount of lying on her floor and holding her hand or rocking her in her rocking chair would soothe her. Nothing, nothing would ever be enough. Um, and we were starting to feel like it would never end. Like she would just never go back to sleeping well or, or sleeping at all. And um, the good news is she did. <laughs> she, there's there's no more cast. Um, she's walking fine in all likelihood she won't remember this at all in a few years. And, and, you know, pretty soon, I think I'll be able to look back on this episode of The Broken Leg and feel like it's another longest, shortest time. It felt like it was going to last forever. And um, now it feels like in retrospect, it wasn't all that long. Uh, but not all of us are that lucky. I feel like I'm still on the longest. Amanda Morgan is like a lot of moms who write to me, uh, moms who have kids with diseases or disorders. And, and some of those moms say to me that my premise is sort of flawed. I mean, I don't think we'll ever say, oh, remember back when he was five and he was this and this, and now look at him, he's 10 and he's fabulous and he's great and there's nothing wrong. So um, Amanda's son, Finn, is just about six. He has Tourette's and OCD and severe ADHD. When Finn was an infant, he actually sort of seemed like a dream baby. He didn't cry much. He was really laid back. And then when Finn turned two, Amanda started noticing him throwing his arm up involuntarily when he was in his car seat. And she started to worry. And people said, nah, come on, don't worry about it. He's just being a boy. But then other things started seeming off. Um, Like he, he started smelling things compulsively. One Christmas, he smelled every single gift before opening it, as if checking fruit for ripeness. And then the New Year's Eve, just before he turned four, Amanda and her husband took Finn bowling. He could not even get through the game because he was so intent on ticking. He was doing this thing where he was smelling his hands every time he touched something. And obviously with a bowling ball, you had to touch the ball constantly. It was was heartbreaking. I mean, every time you pick up the ball, he'd drop it so he could smell his hands. He picked up the ball and he dropped it. So you could smell his hands. It was that was the first time my husband and I, after he went to bed that night, were like, "Oh my God, something is probably really wrong." And and what did you, so what did you do? I tried to get him into Children's Hospital, which they are wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. But there there are so many kids that need therapy, and there's just not enough doctors. So I was booked eight months out. When I'm, wow. yeah, when I booked his appointment. So, and actually the funny thing is, is when I originally booked it, I mean, in the back of my mind, I knew he was having tics, but my main concern was his ADHD. He was, it was bad. It was worse. And I mean, I've, I've worked with, you know, probably 50 kids in my life because I taught a preschool class and he, that was by far the most active, hyper, unfocused child I have ever seen. And so, so what was it like going to the appointment? Um, I think I cried (laughs) because it was like, finally, you know what I mean? Finally, the doctors, I think hearing it from a professional was almost comforting. You know what I mean? Like hearing it from one of them saying, yes, Amanda, it looks like he does have Tourette's. He does have OCD. 
he definitely has a severe case of ADHD. I mean, it was an hour in that that room, and he literally was into everything. I mean, the, the tongue depressors. He was blowing up the rubber gloves. He blew up like 20 rubber gloves. <laughs> I'm serious. You, you have no idea. Um, the Tourette's came later, the confirmation, because he was so young, and they don't like to diagnose that young because it's only been happening. It only been happening for little shy of a year at that time. Can you just explain to me, because um, I, I kind of, like, I know the symptoms of Tourette's, but, mm. like, what what is it? It is a neurological disease. Um, only one in 250,000 people have Tourette's. I mean, we had to go through the ringer at Children's to actually get the diagnosis because you have to present vocal and motor tics for at least one year on a constant basis. And um, he'll replace one tick with another. Sometimes he'll have two or three going on at any given time. Um, In the beginning, they were mostly him smelling his hands. After that, we noticed the the coughing and the throat clearing a lot. Um, The constant, constant, constant. Um, Then he started really bad with a shoulder shrug. And it was so bad. So bad at one point that he left a golf ball-sized mark on the back of his neck Whoa. that was bleeding and raw. Oh, my God. After that shoulder shrug is when the um, the squeaking started. He would do this thing, and I don't want to blow your ears out, but he would go, and it was pretty constant. Then he went to the vocal tics. He was repeating words at the end of phrases. So it's, you know, Mommy, let's go to school now. Okay, now. Go to bed now. Let's get in the car now. After everything he said, and I'm not exaggerating, it was after every sentence he said. Um, right now, it's guess what, and you have to. He has to say guess what two or three times, and you have to answer what. Um, guess what, mommy? Guess what? Guess what, mommy? Guess what? Guess what, mommy? Guess what? Three times. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Having. A toddler under the very best of circumstances is like a very noisy thing. And what you're describing to me just sounds so extra noisy. So extra noisy. It is. And and I, a lot of, this sounds really weird, but a lot of times more noise in our environment equals, equals less noise for Finn. So if I have the radio on, if I'm playing my harmonica, if I'm in here with the keyboard, he will participate more in what I'm doing and not tick so much. Um, So a lot of times that's kind of a calm for for him and for me. So (laughs) it sounds weird because it is noise. It's making noise to prevent more noise. Um, But I don't know how I feel so bad for him. I mean, he'll wake up sometimes at 4 o'clock in the morning for the day. You won't go back to bed. Yeah. I can just look at my child and tell. It's not like he's laying in bed fighting sleep because he wants to be a little poop head. (laughs) He just can't get to sleep. He doesn't need it. He's wound up. He it's just amazing to watch him. It's amazing to watch him. And it it wears me out just looking at him. Sometimes I sit on the couch and he's just He's just bouncing off one couch to the next. He's, you know, trying to climb. We literally had this, like, column in the middle of our kitchen in our living room, like, holding the ceiling. And he climbs. He tries to climb it. He tries to scale it. I'm like, and he does. He gets, like, halfway up the thing. So, no, there's not a lot of downtime for me. But 
he's so fun. <laughs> yeah, tell me, tell me about that. He really is. Like, I don't know. Like, he's like my buddy. I take him to like Kings Island and we like ride the rides together. He's just a great little dude. <laughs> he's so fun. I know. And honestly, I'm not tooting my own horn, but some mothers would probably think different. And I my, even my husband, I think, thinks differently. He's fun too. Don't get me wrong. My husband's an awesome and he's really like a super fun guy. He's kind of wound tight too, like me. But I take those moments and I'm like, God, we're having so much fun at the zoo. Like, you know what I mean? He's just like running around, petting all the animals and, and, you know, letting the birds like fly on his shoulder that some kids would like not ever (laughs) let happen. And to me, that is like something I would never trade. I would never take that part away from from him because I just that's like the best part of Finn and if it takes him having to be really super hyper like at all times and having Tourette's then you know (laughs) I don't know he's just fun I just I wouldn't change that about him you know it's interesting um I was looking back at the email you sent me and like you you listed all these things these challenges that you've had and then you said but I wouldn't change any of it for the world and I kind of rolled my eyes I have to admit and and thought like real like are you being honest here because um people say that all the time I can swear to you right now I couldn't imagine him not being so fun and I don't think that if there wasn't these challenges for him that he wouldn't be that spirited and um you know what that's just my life and that's that's just the way it is I mean you just become accustomed to things you learn to live with it and once you become accustomed to it it's not so bad really I mean I'm, I'm really I'm being serious I mean once you become used to those things and come to terms with the fact that they're they might not get better if they do it might take a really long time it's a lot easier to deal with on a daily basis Amanda Morgan lives in Independence, Kentucky, and is a receptionist by day and sings in a band by night. She's due with her second boy in May. It's worth mentioning um, Tourette's is hereditary, and Amanda has a little bit of Tourette's herself. She blinks her eyes in stressful situations. Finn is in kindergarten, getting speech, behavioral, and occupational therapies, Like Finn, most people with Tourette's also have OCD and or ADHD. Amanda has a lot of resource recommendations for all three conditions. Websites, books, even a film. Find them at our blog, longestshortesttime.com. I'm Hilary Frank. Thanks for listening. And as always, I'm looking for moms and dads with surprising stories of early parenthood. If you'd like me to consider your story for this podcast, Go to longestshortesttime.com and click contact. I'm standing outside Smithsonian's National Museum of American History. Inside, there are like a trillion objects, and I have to go in there and find 10. So we open a drawer here, and there's Indiana Jones's jacket and Indiana Jones's whip. 
What is this? Now Prince donated this <gasps> guitar. I'm Asif Manvi, and I am lost at the Smithsonian. Where do I begin? This place is obviously full of fascinating stuff. Fonzie's jacket, right. worn by Henry Winkler on Happy Days. There are 156 million objects in the Smithsonian's collections. Here are Muppets. These aren't just objects. They're pieces of America's self-identity. I'm looking at a, a robe with the name Muhammad Ali. Only 10 episodes, only 10 objects. That's pretty amazing. Lost of the Smithsonian is out now. Subscribe now in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Meet Janice. Unfortunately, her thing is sneeze attacks every time spring returns. I literally sneezed 40 times in a row once. Luckily for Janice, at the Walmart pharmacy, she can get over-the-counter allergy relief for things like sneezing, runny nose, and watery eyes, fast with online pickup or delivery. No more suffering? That's nothing to sneeze at. (laughs) I see what you did there. Help survive allergy season with fast online pickup or delivery from Walmart. Welcome to an easier pharmacy. Welcome to your Walmart.